0: Greetings, Ben Murray here with another edition of SAS Metric School. Today we're talking about your SAS PNL and your SAS PNL is wrong. Now I've reviewed hundreds of SAS PNLs and I'd say 90% are wrong. And within that 90%, most are just completely wrong and a few that get close to that standard SaaS PNL structure that we're offering. Of course, in SAS, there are no absolutes, no standards, but I'd say there is an accepted SAS PNL format that just makes it easily consumable for ourselves to operate our business. For our board investors and potential investors so this is step two after i improve the chart of accounts for my clients then we create the sas pnl and it's so important to, important to get this right because there's so much we can do with properly formatted sas pnl so 1st your out of the box pnl is wrong coming out of your accounting system whether that's quickbooks zero whatever it is we need to SASIfy that structure, and it does start with the chart of accounts, all your general ledger accounts. How you're coding expenses is really important. That that then sets us up for the foundation to easily create a SAS PNL. So, with a properly formatted SAS PNL, what are the revenue categories that we need? So, first, we need clear and distinct revenue categories. So, common revenue categories are subscriptions. So, those fixed MRR ARR contracts. Variable revenue, this could be transaction, usage, consumption, processing, et cetera. So that variable component that we don't want to mix in with our subscription component. Then we could have professional services. So the setup configuration, onboarding, training of our customers, one-time revenue. You may even have managed services. So services that are on a subscription basis that are human powered. Then other revenue streams, of course, if you sell hardware, and then we've got some miscellaneous stuff. So visualize your SaaS P&L and those revenue categories just depends on your revenue stream. So subscription, variable, services, and then potentially other. So that's the revenue section. Now in the COGS or cost of goods sold section, we have for pure Place SAS tech support, professional services, if applicable, customer success with an asterisk, now, I have another episode on that. The hotly debated customer success and where they're coded is it in COGS, the OpEx, both, but again, customer success if they don't sell and focused on product adoption and then DevOps. So the hosting the architecture, production facing uh, Amazon, Azure, et cetera, to deploy your software. So that's COGS. So again, for PS, customer success and DevOps. Now, COGS can go further than that depending on your revenue streams, and I have another episode that talks about how uh, streams really dictate your cog setup, especially if you, if you have variable revenue streams. So that takes us down to gross profit, and then below gross profit, we have OPEX or operating expenses. So I would say 99.9% of the time, this is the structure. We have R&D or dev, we've got sales, we've got marketing, and I like to keep those cost centers separate. And then we've got GNA or general administrative, which houses finance, accounting, HR, IT, legal, et cetera. Our, C- our founder, CEO, CFO, chief people officer, et cetera. So that's the proper SAS PL setup. And again, so important, we can see gross profit, we can see margins by revenue stream, we can see our OpEx investment, and then that data feeds into important SAS metrics. So visualize that the revenue categories, your COG section, your OpEx section, that's what we need to manage our SAS business. So if you liked this episode and if you find value in this content I'd love a rating I'd love a five star review and then also I have a link in the show notes to a blog post on the properly structured sas pnl so I hope you enjoyed the episode today